As soon as the team of the medical and laboratory research had declared these amazing findings, the media began to pay attention to this unprecedented medical discovery. London Radio was the first station to transmit and broadcast this news. Here is a part of what was transmitted, as declared by the research team. Reading and hearing about the enormous cry raised by the humane scholar Muhammad Amin Sheikhu, signs spread all over the streets calling the Syrian people to check the sources of the meat they eat and the way in which the animals were slaughtered. Our newswoman in Damascus, Salwa Al-Istwani, saw these signs and sent us the following message. These words were written on large notices covering the streets and published through tapes so as to spread the news of a medical discovery based on God's wisdom. The Damascene scholar Mohammed Amin Sheikhu was the first to draw attention to the situation as modern life began to diminish certain characteristics of Islam. His medical discovery concerns the way of slaughtering animals, which can be eaten after pronouncing the statement, Allah is greater, at the moment of slaughtering. A French station has transmitted the findings of this discovery in French to the countries of the European Union. This caused the largest center for chicken slaughtering in the French city of Toulouse to take up these findings and employ a man to pronounce the name of Allah over each carcass to be slaughtered there. The news of this exciting discovery spread through all news agencies, newspapers, as well as local, Arabic and international magazines. In addition, Arabic and international satellite stations had interviews with Abdul Qadir al-Dairani and the members of the medical team, which shed further light on their findings. The researchers published their results in a book dedicated to Muhammad Amin Sheikhun, under the title of Allah is Greater, Be Kind to Animals. A man may ask, how can an abstract group of words cause a tangible effect that is both noticeable and practical? What is the secret hidden beyond the words, Allah is greater, so that it makes the meat of carcasses sterilized and free of blood? I say, in our world, when the Almighty God offered His trust to all spirits, as the Noble Quran indicates when it says, We offered the trust to the heavens, earth and mountains, and they refused to bear it. Why did they refuse? For they feared it. They feared to fail, and then the fire of sorrow, regret and loss would flame inside them. Man bore it, he said. O provider, it is mine. At that time, the universe and all the creatures in it accepted to be subject and servant to man, especially the cattle and birds which chose to sacrifice their bodies for man, who had undertaken to bear the trust of God. So to be grateful for this great sacrifice, man should return charity for charity by pronouncing the name of his provider loudly when slaughtering these animals 
so as to give them a lift, elevating them from their spiritual worldly bliss to a more exalted and sublime one. The Almighty says in the Al-Hajj Surah, so as to pronounce the name of Allah over the animals which He has granted them. In fact, when they put off their physical garment, their veil will be removed and they will be abstract spirits, all of which are merely sounds, tastes and feelings. They will understand the words Allah is greater in any language of the world. So, when pronouncing in the name of God, Allah is greater, their spirits will fly as a ray up to their Creator, full of happiness and everlasting delight, when looking at the Creator of beauty and origin. They will be pleased with His overwhelming generosity and God will be pleased with them, for they have sacrificed their bodies for man, who is honored by Allah. They shake and tremble as they become flooded by the seas of bright light which He bestows on their bodies, making their blood flow out in plentiful amounts and through which any damage is released from their bodies. God says, eat of that over which the name of Allah was pronounced. Some people think that drugging the animal, electrocuting it or making them unconscious by gas before slaughter protects them from convulsions, contractions and the pain of dying. They claim that there are many ways of being kind to animals, whilst the Islamic method has no humanity. Concerning the Islamic method of slaughter and the other ways which are not Islamic, the English scholar Sonton studied them and gave lectures on this subject at Cairo University in 1956. He said that the slaughter that is not Islamic increases the blood pressure of the carcass from 14 to 28, double the normal pressure. This tires the brain and torments the animal, although Westerners keep emphasizing that no concussion or contractions take place that may alienate the spirit and cause great anxiety for the animal. In contrast, the Islamic method relaxes the carcass and lessens the blood pressure from 14 to 0. Thereafter, all the blood is released from the carcass due to the body's natural contractions and this results in the rose color. Some Orientalists claim that the Islamic way of slaughter is inhumane. They provide the evidence of contractions and convulsions that the animal suffers when being killed. In fact, it's absolutely the opposite. If the Islamic method is performed correctly, 
it prevents the blood and air from reaching the brain. Thus, the animal becomes completely unconscious and loses all feeling. The convulsions that occur are but reflex actions which rid the carcass of all the blood it contains. The effect of pronouncing the words, in the name of God, Allah is greater, over the carcass, is not confined to the purity and clarity of the meat. There is also an effect on changing the spiritual climate in the slaughterhouse from a state of misery and unhappiness to a state of pleasure and ease. This is what directors and workers in cattle and fowl slaughterhouses have confirmed. Regarding slaughter, when performing it, we noticed that the amount of blood increases so much more when mentioning the words Allah is greater. Besides, when we do not pronounce the words, the animals are anxious and become agitated. They are much more comfortable when we pronounce the words. They pronounce the words, Allah is greater, loudly over each carcass when they slaughter it. It was noticed that when doing this, the animal bleeds more and its meat is much lighter. In contrast, if these words are not said, the animal does not bleed enough and its flesh becomes rotten much more easily and in a much shorter period of time. I was working in one of the largest slaughterhouses in Syria. When the findings of the research appeared, we soon began to apply them in the place where we work. We were surprised because we had faced a lot of trouble when driving the animals into the slaughter hall. After applying this act, we saw the animals entering the hall easily. When we went to the slaughterhouse in order to see how the slaughtering acts were performed, we found that the animals which were being driven to be killed were coming submissively as if they were yielding to the fate which Allah had created for them. They were surrendering themselves and the blood was flowing out of them cleanly and in great amount so that it looked as if no blood would remain after pronouncing these words. They had to be dragged, over which these words had not been said, chained to be slaughtered. Only a small amount of blood was released by them. When pronouncing the name of Allah, the slaughter is performed with godliness, calm and humanity. All the workers remember that the name of Allah prevails over everything. So. In this submissive atmosphere, the carcass is affected as little as possible and losing its soul. Consequently, the quality of the muscles made ready for eating are completely undamaged and the amount of the bleeding is so plentiful that the amount of germs is minimal. Therefore, the food for these carcasses relieves a great deal of anxiety from the consumer. In my opinion, the studies performed by the medical team on the effect of pronouncing the name of Allah on a carcass has proved that this meat is completely free of microbes and resulting quality is very high. It was proved that the negligence of pronouncing the name of Allah over a carcass 
made its meat a focus of blood filled with microbes. So what is the opinion of doctors and specialists about the presence of this blood and these microbes within the tissue of the meat? What is the extent of their effect on public health? During the years of my studies abroad, I noticed how the patients really improved when they stopped eating meat. The main reason I gave for this was that this meat was not slaughtered according to Islamic custom. In other words, it had been slaughtered in another fashion. And after revealing the great importance of pronouncing the words Allah is greater over a carcass in preventing blood from remaining in the animal and the consequent growth of microbes, it has become clear that this is very much the cause. So the meat which people stopped eating appeared to be similar to the meat over which the words Allah is greater had not been said, and in which microbe reproduction had increased to the extent that the amount of toxins and enzymes secreted by germs was considerable. Thus, this meat was the reason for the problems and not the cure for them. The damage caused by Staphylococcus to the body is dangerous. They can cause severe infections when attacking the skin, nose, ear and throat, and the death rate may reach 20%, especially amongst patients who suffer immunodeficiency. They may also cause food poisoning, as some of these toxins secreted by the microbes have a high ability to resist heat and pass through the mucous membrane to the stomach. They can reach the intestines, as well as pass through the stomach and enter the bloodstream, then reach all parts of the body. These toxins secreted by the Staphylococcus germs are of a wide variety and have an ability to decompose the blood and cause toxicity in the white cells that defend the body from disease. The Islamic way of slaughtering allows the animal to move freely and consequently bleed in a complete way. Other ways followed in Europe depend on making the animal lose consciousness before the slaughtering. This allows a great deal of blood to stay in the carcass, and this is a perfect environment for the multiplication of microbes. When this blood decomposes it, produces poisonous compounds that can prosper in a man's body. These compounds could be poisonous if they reach the stage of producing free amino acids, and generally the blood contains such simple nitrogen compounds. These acids may condense and produce further compounds that have a negative effect on a consumer's health. The recurrent eating of meat over which the words Allah is greater was not pronounced has an accumulative negative effect on a man's health. It appears to affect the epidermis and indications of its effects are shown in early senility amongst other results. That is what I noticed in the countries where I was studying.
Moreover, when the blood remains in the meat of the carcass over which the name of Allah wasn't pronounced, it makes it spotted and gives it a bad appearance. Consequently, people will lose business and such carcasses also decay very quickly whilst being stored. This causes economic damage as well. Since the blood is the medium for the growth of the microbes, which contains them even when the animal enjoys good health, it may be unable to resist their reproduction after slaughtering, as all antibiosis activity stops. This will surely cause the meat to decay in a short time, and this lack of quality will be reflected in the meat available for human consumption. If we leave the blood at normal temperature, it will decay within three or four hours. So, what will happen if it exists in an airless environment inside the muscular tissue? This will certainly cause the meat to rot quickly and not fit for human consumption. Consequently, it will be inedible according to all local and international standards consumption. Consequently, it will be inedible according to all local and international standards. A man may say, how about those who may eat the blood and carcass through necessity when fearing death? The Almighty God legitimizes us to eat the meat of carrion, swine and strangled animals in case of dire necessity. That is, when fearing death because of hunger, He, glory to His name, says in the Al-Anam Surah, Why should you not eat that over which the name of Allah is pronounced, since He has made plain to you what is forbidden, except when you are constrained? In another verse, he says, But whoever is consecrated to eat any of these, not intending to sin or transgress, incurs no guilt. So this consecrated man, who suffers deadly hunger and is about to die as he finds nothing good to eat except the animals which are forbidden, perhaps lost in the desert with no provisions or in a famine, God forbid. In such cases, the Almighty has allowed the forbidden for him. He can eat of the carrion because his great hunger and his body's desperate need for food make his digestive juices too effective. They pour forth with intensity onto the forbidden food. Due to their effect, they can kill any germ or agent, no matter what it be. Allah is forgiving and merciful. When he observes that, Almighty God will cure him and protect him by keeping his spirit safe of any qualities which may take hold of it from the eating of such forbidden food out of necessity. But large amounts of meat are not eaten by people except after cooking and exposing them to high temperatures for long periods of time. Does cooking kill these germs? Many germs secrete toxins. These toxins are of two kinds. The first is affected by heat, whilst the other resists it. Accordingly, 
Cooking the meat is of no use concerning the latter of these toxins. In addition, some viruses resist the effects of heat, so the nucleic acid of the virus maintains the ability to cause infection against people who eat the meat over which the name of Allah was not pronounced. In general, animal tissue is regarded as a suitable environment for the growth of germs. The blood is one of the materials that contains a great deal of water as well as foodstuffs for the microbes. Therefore, it's considered one of the best mediums for helping germs to grow and multiply. From among the germs which can grow inside tissue, we can highlight the Staphylococcus aureus which can normally be found on the surface of a man's body. In the upper respiratory tract and in the alimentary canal, when these germs have a chance to multiply in the meat of animals, they move to man through the consumption of this meat. Different pathological symptoms appear, especially alimentary ones caused by the toxins of these germs. That's the poison which these germs secrete and which resist the heat. Thus, exposing such meat to high temperatures when cooking doesn't destroy this toxin, nor does it prevent the appearance of pathological symptoms upon the person who consumes this meat. Also, there are some who think that freezing, cooling, and exposing meat to low temperatures for long periods of time ensures the removal of germs and agents that cause disease. If a part of blood remains in the carcass, the germ in the blood will continue to function when the meat is used again, even if it is placed in a refrigerator for a long time. There are a great number of these germs which are not removed unless all the blood is released from the carcass. It seems that the medical team interested in this subject of pronouncing the name of Allah over an animal when slaughtering it found that a substantial part of the blood, if not all of it, is removed in this situation. This means that we receive a good carcass and storing it in a refrigerator later prevents the growth of germs. Why do we say prevents the growth of germs? This is because it's known that the blood is one of the best mediums which allow the growth of germs. Then, if the blood or a small amount of it remains inside the animal, it will give the chance for a great many germs, especially the opportunist pathological ones which exist in the body, such as Staphylococcus and Streptococcus, which cause diarrhea. If any blood stays in the carcass, these germs may also remain, even if the meat is subject to cooling and even freezing. Many people think that cooling and freezing kills microbes, whereas this is not correct. When the meat of a carcass which still contains blood is taken out to be eaten, the microbes return to their normal temperature and they resume activity is taken out to be eaten. A question may strike someone. How does man eat fish, although they die suffocated when coming out of the water? They are not slaughtered like cattle and fowl. Does their blood remain in their bodies? Do we eat then this blood in our food?
To save themselves from suffocation when coming out of the water, the blood in fish flows from all parts of their bodies to the gills which are placed in the head. As usual, we cut off the head of the fish which contains the gills. This act causes the body of the fish to be completely free of blood and therefore no longer a suitable medium for the growth of germ. We therefore get meat which is exactly pure and empty of any causes of disease. This matter explains how we do not need to slaughter the fish in the Islamic way. Some people claim that saying the words in the name of God before starting to eat serves just as well as pronouncing the words Allah is greater at the time of slaughter. Others say that the matter is the duty of the slaughterer and his responsibility. I wonder, are these claims right? We as an Islamic nation have been taught by the messenger to say in the name of God before eating and drinking. The purpose and wisdom beyond this is to remind people of God's grace so that we may praise Him and love Him. It's one of the ways leading to faith which every man should adopt. Yet the Almighty has forbidden us to eat that over which the name of Allah was not pronounced. He says, do not eat that which the name of Allah was not pronounced. So, if the matter had been as mentioned in the claim, say, in the name of God, then eat, the verses would not have been stated in such a form and the Almighty would have ordered us to pronounce the name of Allah over what we eat. Consequently, there would be no need for this forbidding. Moreover, the words was not pronounced are in the past tense and the subject is expressed in the passive voice, that is, who performed the slaughter. And when God says in the Al-Anam Surah, why do you not eat of that over which the name of Allah was pronounced, since he has made it plain to you what he has forbidden you, this means that the people had forbidden themselves to eat from the carcass over which the name of Allah was pronounced. They were doing this on their own initiative. They were not eating a carcass belonging to people of scripture. But the Almighty clarified to them that if the name of Allah was pronounced over the animal when slaughtering, eating it would be lawful. God says, the food of the people of the book is lawful unto you and yours unto them. That is because they pronounce the name of Allah over the carcass and so do you.